Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, here with Trenton Miller from USA Basketball, manager of digital media, and Elliot Marr from the women's basketball national team. And uh, excited to talk to both of them a little bit about preparation coming up to the Tokyo Olympics, but then also, um, you know, how they're building the brand around Team USA versus just um, the basketball team as a whole. And then you have the individual uh, athletes in their own brand, certainly a complex matter. Um, but but a fun one to deal with it nonetheless. So um, excited for the conversation. Both of you, welcome. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. So Trenton, let's start off with you. Uh, obviously, you're, you're working up towards the Olympics. Um, the NBA is going on right now, though. So a lot of those guys are playing um, constantly as you're thinking about the brands and building Team USA and that recognition, especially with an extra year off, right? Normally there's four years apart from each one, but but now five in this case. Um, how do you go about keeping people apprised and, and aware of Team USA as a whole um, kind of throughout that process? Yeah, obviously our situation is a little bit more difficult um, with the lack of availability with the you know men's national team um, even more so than the women's national team of those players being in our uniforms and competing, um, you know, often before the Olympic games, um, as you mentioned, you know, they're in their NBA season, so we're not going to see them until July, hopefully, um, in, in the weeks leading up to the Olympic games. So, uh, you're kind of just building steam off of what they're doing. You're reminding people that, um, this guy, this guy, this guy is a USA men's national teamer, that they're a part of our player pool, that they're interested in um, playing in the Olympic Games, um, and that, you know, they're part of the USAB family. We use that a lot on our social media, USAB family, um, whether it's just with happy birthdays or in recognition of them, you know, winning awards or this or that. We try to put their faces front and center with our brand as often as possible because we don't really have them in camp or playing games with us that often especially on the men's side. The, the women is a little bit more um, prevalent in terms of, you know, their camps um, get to get, getting together in February and April and these different months uh, and the lead ups to things. So uh, we have a little bit more availability with them. So it's a little bit easier, but uh, we still just try to push their faces and, and their um, connection to us as often as possible. Yeah, you mentioned the camps and Elliot, I know uh, women's national team trying to go to San Antonio and, and do something there and talk just a little bit about how they try and get into the different communities and and create that presence. Um, I think for like women's national team specific, and I think we we're chatting about this a little before Trent hopped on, but for our our digital team, our communications, I think making sure that we at least interdepartmentally keep each other kind of aware of what's what's going on and leading up to events and kind of that general idea is, is such an important part of what we do to maintain that one message of like our culture. And it is like for, for better or for worse, like we, we are prepping every four years to prepare to go to an Olympics and, and to hold a really high standard. Um, I think going to any camp, it, it's how to convey that message and keep that relevance written talked about. Um, but to to also, and this is again, I can I can speak from my experience for the women's national team specifically. Um, but having our team and our athletes in situations to spread our messages about leadership. Um, you talk about being in the community. It's like 
I know we have initiatives this year um, for a lot of women in sport. I think Nike has something going with us. Trend, I, I don't know the specifics behind that, but it's the game grower stuff. Um, but in that way, trying to leverage, creatively leverage for one, um, but intentionally leverage the, the platform our athletes have along with the USA um, team to get people's attention behind it. I mean, it's one thing if like I go to my nieces, right? And I'm like, hey, it's really cool that you play basketball. I think you should keep it up. It's a total another thing if we get um, our athletes in our lead up to our events to say, hey, like I really turn this into something and it's not just smoke um, to say you you work hard and have something you wanna to uphold as a, a leader and someone to work hard in sport, you can, you can really turn into something, I think. That's why it's so cool to see on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, even this morning, Trenton, you guys put out stuff for um, three on three day, which is today. Um, but yeah, like I even enjoy seeing that. And it's such a powerful direct message that gets to that community. And the community is, is anybody following sport in general? Um, so yeah, I think that's how we try and just keep each other up to date on what's going on. And then they use their creative, uh, creative minds to kind of spin that into the next generation's messaging. Yeah, branching that back to the last question, um, we like in the lead up to what was supposed to be the 2020 Olympic Games, well, I guess it's still called that. Um, we were in like literal communities doing things almost in a more grassroots way with our exhibition tour, Elliot, you remember our women's national team. Um, yeah. The players led that with Sue and Diana coming to us and saying, let's, you know, um, gather however many people want to be a part of this expanded training group and we formed something that was similar to what the 1996 women's team did um, to kick off you know their whole uh, trailblazing run they played like 52 exhibitions before the 90, 96 games and um, we played like six or something like that but you know we hopped around those college campuses of of Stanford and Texas A&M Oregon Oregon State UConn Louisville and so we went into those communities and we put fans in those seats and we played those women's national or those women's college basketball teams um, on national television. And that I felt like was slowly gaining some steam for our women's national team, just being in the national spotlight, being in those heavy basketball communities. Um, that does a lot for you. Um, just being on TV in general does a lot for you, but um, you know, that was very intentional from the women's national team. And I felt like the momentum was really good. We were, uh, we played three games in, in Serbia in February, and then we went to the NBA all-star game as well. And we were on court there. We practiced there. We activated in the Chicago community of boys and girls clubs uh, with Nike. Um, we were really gaining steam. And I know we were, you know, excited to have a couple more of those windows ahead of, you know, last July, 2020. Um, obviously the, outlook heading into July 2021 and these Olympic Games is a little bit different because of, of the pandemic and everything. But um, that kind of branches back to your last question of, you know, we were very intentional about putting um, our athletes in USA uniforms in those communities and on national television so that they could gain steam heading into the Olympic Games. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the media portion too, because it's so powerful that even though they are doing whatever they're doing, not in those communities and not at an event or not at a game, they can still send the same message, right? They can still unify as one in that sense. And so 
um, how do you, but each, each player in themselves, they have their own brand that they have to uphold. They have their own sponsors that, that, that they need to activate and so on. So how do you try and make sure that there is that fine line of, hey, you represent Team USA, but you also represent yourself. And we're still trying to create this brand, this presence in that four-year lead up. Yeah, I think um, obviously the last year or maybe even two years, things have picked up quite a bit in, in that space, especially with um, you know, the social injustice stuff, um, you know, speaking out at, um, against policy, whatever it may be. I think our job behind the Team USA or USA Basketball brand um, is to be inclusive. It's to hold true to our values, but that's in a lot of ways their values. We have to support them. Um, they are our athletes and they are human beings. And, and you know, we internally discuss what we believe is right um, to follow our brand um, and to follow our athletes. You know, we're not very much without them. So uh, we, we have to support them and, um, and position ourselves likewise. You know, what they are activating in terms of, you know, sponsorship deals, that goes maybe a little bit over my head. Um, you know, it doesn't affect us as much, I would say, but um, some of the more recent things that have um, been spoken about or activated on, you know, we're here to support them. That's first and foremost what, you know, my job is to do on in social media is to elevate their voices, um, connect our brands, elevate their voices and um, just be supportive. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, as you think about the the larger Team USA, right, there's there's soccer, there's all these different sports that have their own Team USA, but but then there's the larger one as a whole. So how do you separate yourself from the different sports at the same time? Again, keeping in mind that when you do go to Tokyo, that that there is this overarching um, Team USA feeling, regardless of what sport you are. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in terms of social media, um, I think it kind of, it does its own work. It kind of sorts itself out because of our athletes and just their, um, their, their status symbols within sport. It kind of solves itself. Um, in terms of, you know, differentiating our brands, yeah, it's, it's tricky. Um, I think Team USA in general is just thrown out there and then they, that gets lumped in with, um, you know, soccer, this, this, and this. And uh, and that's totally fine. Um, every, everybody in those moments, I feel like is so, you know, pride driven. It's so USA driven um, that you're kind of, even though you're kind of lumped in, that's in a way what you want. That's, it's about unification. It's about coming together and doing something great for the flag that you represent or the flag that's on your chest or um, whatever it may be with every team's uniforms. But uh, yeah, it's, I think that's what it's about in a lot of ways. Um, you know, this will be my first Olympic games. So I can't speak on what that feeling is gonna be like or how I could have learned from past in any ways uh, in terms of, you know, media and differentiating and that stuff. So I can't speak on that yet, but um, I just imagine it's, it's gonna be uh, more fast paced. It's gonna be a lot of fun, but um, I'm, not, I'm not too terribly worried about differentiating, I guess, uh, the USA basketball brand from everybody else, because at the end of the day, everybody's gonna call us Team USA. And um, if they're living on this soil, they probably want us to win.
Exactly. It's all, it's all about the gold. Um, yeah. when, when you think about preparing though, Elliot, it's, you know, there's a long journey there. What's the biggest challenge in terms of preparing um, to go to an Olympics? Uh, I would say that there's no, like the biggest challenge I think is just at this point, making it through the year here. Um, normal challenges though, I think it's, it's certainly, um, as far as the culmination of things go, uh, probably a bigger deal in that way. Um, if we're looking at challenges, but again, like I, I'm same boat as Trenton, like I haven't been through full quad, um, yet Trenton's actually probably the seniority here as far as being at USA basketball. Um, I think the biggest challenge would be something that's actually kind of cool um, in just working here with the group and Trenton can speak to this on his opinions uh, differently. But I, I guess the thing I enjoy the most um, is the challenge of just wanting to do well for everyone as part of our internal team. Um, I think a lot of people that um, we know here, the split in our offices between a lot of people who have been here since like 95. I mean, they've been here and seen us be very good for a very long time. And then there's um, kind of that next delineation to, to guys like Trenton, my age, where we have a lot of energy and a lot of want to do very well, um, but also kind of that, that sense of pride. And like we talked about the general Team USA, the challenge is to be there and to do really well and to make everybody kind of proud of that process. Um, I know it seems like a really small thing, but like a year ago, it was a ton of fun to just put Trenton's name into that Olympic portal on registration. It's like, wouldn't it be cool when we get there to, to really send these guys off and have the expectation that we've done everything in our power to, to put us in a good position to, again, put our athletes there on the podium. Um, so I think, yeah, that's the biggest challenge is to maintain focus in that way for the year and now another year um, leading up. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, waiting four years is hard. Waiting five years is probably even harder. And look, I'm sure that's been talked about many times, you know, by the athletes themselves, because they're not getting any younger. But, um, you know, as you think about, you know, the, the preparation component and the ability to build another year, though, of team chemistry, does that help in some respects? I think it. I think it can potentially um, if you're playing more, <laughs> um, which, you know, we're, we're getting that back after it. We're, you know, really building out the year so that it's kind of similar to what it would have looked like. And there's obviously going to be some constraints and different things that are involved there. But, um, you know, we're, I think we're, we're preparing them for um, a similar lead up to, to this Olympic Games is what would be normal. And uh, certainly, you know, you, you look at it, people get a, a little bit older, but in most cases we got healthier. Um, players who were injured um, are now not injured and thankfully a little bit healthier. And so I feel like we might actually be at, at better strength, at, at, you know, better power with everything um, in terms of athletes, you know, all hands on deck, if, if, if they so choose um, to represent this, this summer, I think we, you know, can potentially have the best, especially on the women's side. The men's side, a little trickier with the NBA schedule. Uh, sure. The teams that are in the finals won't be available. And then who knows about those conference finals teams. So 
Uh, player availability on the men's side will be a little bit different, but um, I think people are, you know, excited. I, I'm excited. Excited, <laughs> excited to say the least, right? I think, um, you know, it's it's a long awaiting, but, you know, as, as we start to wrap up, I think one of the, the fun things within social media, digital media is that it's constantly evolving, right? There's different ways to tell your story. There's different ways to get things out there, different messages. Um, you know, TikTok is, is kind of taken over. And Trenton, as you think about the different platforms, how do you go about choosing which ones, which messages are going where? Um, there's a lot to decipher there. There is a lot to decipher there. I feel like Elliot fed you this question because uh, when we just left the women's national team bubble in February, all of our uh, women's athletes were just going crazy on TikTok. And we don't have a TikTok yet. And emphasis on yet, because I, I knew in those moments, standing there with Elliot, I was like, this is going to happen. I'm, I'm going to have to give us a TikTok. So I think that's coming um, here very soon, probably ahead of our next camp. But um, yeah, it's tricky. You know, we have um, one of the better followings on um, all national governing bodies. I think we are either number one or number two. Um, in a lot of places. And we're in probably some more traditional areas, heavy, Facebook especially. Um, and of course, Instagram and, and Twitter and everything. Um, yeah, just spreading out our messaging is, is a little bit different. That's just comes down to understanding audience and understanding your platforms and what those people want. Um, ultimately, you, you have to tell your brand story and your brand messages and uh, relay information, uh, what, what you need to do but at the same time, um, providing it in a way and across those platforms that make the most sense for those platforms and those audiences and what they uh, enjoy um, and will consume. So um, it is a little tricky. Uh, we only have one person to do that right now. And that's me uh, for all of those channels and all of our teams. And um, it's an incredible job to get to do and have to do. Um, but it is a little tricky at times, especially when, you know, we have multiple teams going. So I'm excited for that challenge with the Olympics. I know we're going to be on a different time zone. Um, we just got the, the game times back that are actually going to be pretty good for uh, the American folks that are going to be watching from here. So um, I think there's a lot of opportunity around uh, that stuff um, that will come July and we'll, well be voting know, for it. I want to know what, I want to know what your screen time is. That's, that's it's bad, I, man. That's what I want to know. So you know, like it, if, if it's, if it's above what, I don't know what the rule of thumb is 15, 20 hours a week. Like, is that, I mean, are it's we not that bad because I feel like I'm so, I'm so good at managing it at this point. Cause I'm in year like four of, of doing it of social media managing all on my own, but it gets rough it, on a, on a practice day. It's between a phone, a computer and a camera it's rough. A lot of screen time. A lot of, a lot screen, of screen time. time. But that's, like, you know, those are good problems to have. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. When, when you think about the other platforms, you mentioned TikTok, are there others that you're keeping your eye on that you're thinking like, okay, this could be interesting, but we don't know where it's going yet. Um, for me, well, there's some that are emerging um, and I'm always kind of watching them and as they, as they come out, I feel like I don't want to sound old. I'm, I'm 26, if that helps anybody listening to this. Uh, I'm not like super old, but I'm not like crazy young. Um, 
And so I kind of just ask questions of people of, of, you know, whether it be my girlfriend's sister or, you know, I try to find out what's, you know, going to be popping off and how I can leverage it. Um, I know Dispo is going to get big. I feel like all photo and image sharing things are just massive. And, you know, TikTok is video sharing, massive. It's quick. It's so short for the attention span. Like that's the stuff that is, you know, really popping off. That's what people want to consume. So those are the things if I'm going to jump, if I'm going to jump the USA brand into something, it's going to be those things. Um, unfortunately, you know, we don't have a lot of creators on our hands. Uh, you know, within Olympic year, we'll have more in terms of contractors and in terms of NBA entertainment, um, you know, folks being able to be at our practices, shooting, editing, turning things around. But full-time on USA Basketball staff, we have uh, me as a social media manager, we have a creative director and a video coordinator. So it's an extremely small team to be supporting all of our under 16 to under 19 men's and women's national teams, three on three national teams of under 18 men and women as well. Um, senior national team of there too. And then, you know, senior national teams and the Olympic teams. And those teams are gonna be competing all summer and we're gonna be on the hook for doing their stuff all summer. So uh, when you say, Trenton, you know, can, can we build a, you know, a TikTok? Um, we have to really sit down and think and um, decide, you know, who are we targeting here? What type of media are we trying to bring over to this platform? And how can we consistently make quality content? And yeah, is it going to stretch us too far? Well, the consistent and the quality is is key, but then also the audience component, right? I think that that goes overlooked a lot. Is is do you actually have a different audience, or are you just appealing to the same audience just on a different platform? And so, how do you how do you continue to expand your reach, expand your audience by potentially looking at a different platform? Uh, or mode or mode of content, right? But you know, are there different are there different ways in which you can engage different audiences? I think absolutely. There's a potential. It's about us really doing our research and brainstorming and creative juices to find that audience. I see a great potential with our women's national team, and it's mostly actually about who is on that team in terms of personalities and in terms of their connective bases um, and who they want to appeal to in terms of inspiring the little girl or, you know, they love to dance, they love to smile and show off personality. And those are so TikTok heavy um, faces, really, like just in general, you don't even having to um, evoke different type of you know, actions out of them, or even, you know, take traditional basketball content and put it onto TikTok, you already have the people, they're right there. It's just about connecting those or their brand to our page. Um, so that's where I see a mega opportunity. But then I also look at it and I go, is Donovan Mitchell a big TikTok guy? Is Jason Tatum a big TikTok? Like, you know, how am I going to leverage maybe some of our other you know, big names. How am I going to bring the men's national team into the mix? I'm not worried about our junior national team. They're already on it. They're also <laughs> perfect for, you know, building a TikTok brand. But I do have some 
um, hesitations, but I feel like I'm actually coming around to it. I, I, I think we're really close to like putting together a deck for this and um, having a whole list of things. And I'm pretty sure people are gonna see it pretty soon. Close up, let's go into some rapid fire. What's the, what's the best place that you've visited around the country, whether it be an arena, whether it be a specific city you've gone to, best place around the country? Oh man. Well, I'm from Kansas. So if that helps anybody listening, they're probably like, well, that's every, everywhere's better. Um, hey, you said it. <laughs> you know, I love, of course, I love New York and I love LA. Um, Seattle is incredible. I, you know, we went to Seattle in April of 18. Yeah, no, that, that's not for you, Elliot. Uh, Seattle is incredible. But, you know, when we did that women's national team tour with all of those college towns, that was a lot of fun, too. Uh, and it wasn't fun getting to the towns, but the towns themselves were fun. You know, Palo Alto, um, that's not really a college town, but uh, Corvallis, Eugene, um, College Station. We've been to Columbia, South Carolina so many times to visit Dawn. Um, you know, I have a lot of fun going to those places because they kind of remind me of home and um, I don't know, they, they have good arenas, they have good environments. Those are always fun places in my opinion. So yes. to, pick, to pick one, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like New York, New York is just the vibes of New York is so, so good, man. Okay. It's hard to beat. Who is the best player on TikTok? Since we had that conversation earlier, best player on TikTok. I'm going with 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 Asia. Recently verified Asia. Yeah, recently verified as of today, right? As of today. <laughs> as of today. I had nothing to do with that. So please come on. We we saw the beginnings of it. That was uh, She asked me to film a TikTok of her and Alicia Gray outside of her statue in South Carolina. I don't know if that if anybody ever did it. She came up to me in the middle of practice and asked me to do that. And I was like, Do you have other things to be doing? <laughs> I don't know. TikTok wait priority number one. Trenton, Trenton, I'll I'll rephrase. When the when and if the men's basketball team has a TikTok, who's gonna be the best TikTok face? Oh jeez. <laughs> not Popovich. I wish it would be though. Man, when I could get it. it could be. You know, we've actually had some great pop interactions in practice with him like stretching and being goofy and guarding players so I feel like we actually could lay some pretty funny music under some pop actions in practice and we would have some good stuff on TikTok would he like want to be on it I don't think so I don't think he would ever want to see me um, asking him for TikTok stuff but men's player it'd have to be a young guy I feel like it has to be and I don't know who's quirky enough um Maybe Donovan Mitchell, if, if Donovan could make the Olympic team this year. And he's having an absolutely amazing year. So, And he played for us in 2019. So he's part of that mix. I feel like he's maybe hip to it. Um, yeah, I'll go Spider. Your, your, your favorite Instagram follow? Any Basketball sport, related? Any sport. Ooh. Any Team USA sport. Oh. Has to be athlete? Yeah, athlete, athlete, coach. Um, man, that's tricky. You know, I'm I'm partial to Sue because Sue's my Sue's my gal. I love Sue. 
Um, You're stealing all of my picks, man. This none of this stuff is supposed to be Seattle related. It just happens to be Seattle related. Uh, I love Sue. Oh man. Yeah, I'll go Sue. Because she's, I get, I feel like you get a a healthy amount of of serious, and then just totally off the wall, and then shoe content, and yeah, Sue. All right. Elliot, we'll wrap up with you. Quick, quick rapid fire for you. Uh, since you are from Seattle, um, best part about Colorado Springs? The best part about Colorado Springs, I would say, is the proximity of the outdoors stuff. So I think I, I've mentioned this before to people back home that I, I thought I was really spoiled on the outdoors. You know, people go to the Northwest and are like, oh, it's all about the Patagonia, REI, hiking stuff. You still gotta go like an hour or 45 minutes to make it anywhere of substance. Here, and Trent can pinpoint our office location, 20 minutes, you can be up on a mountain like pretty high up and pretty nice views. So I think that's a nice, reminds me of home, but also not because the weather is not contingent. Like every day is gonna have some sun break in it or sun break's not even a term. I think Seattle, that's that's a term because it never happens. It's just sun yeah. It's just I was gonna say, sunny. I don't know how you didn't pick that answer. It's like uh, sunny every day here. It's sunny. I should have <laughs> actually decided with that. It's <laughs> the change in mood, especially. I think until you get out of Seattle and people just tell you all the time, like, oh, it's gloomy, the sun makes a difference, and you kind of foo-foo it like, oh, I'm sure it does, but I'm fine here. No, the having sun in your life is a great thing. I'm very appreciative. It's fantastic. It's a, it's yeah. a simple statement, but it, it's true. It's true. Oh. So. Well worth People it. don't realize it, it snows here, but we're kind of in a bubble. Like, yeah. it snows and then it's gone in 24 hours. Like, it's just not cold. It, it was cold a couple weeks ago. And yes, sure was that. <laughs> maybe the worst I've ever in four years I've been here. It's just sunny all the time. Hey, sun, sunshine makes you happy, so... Uh, Trenton, Elliot, really appreciate you joining, uh, talking some content, USA basketball, women's and men's national team. Um, certainly looking forward to the Olympics and uh, what's to come prior to, and uh, we'll certainly hope for gold. That's the hope, yes. That's the hope. Thanks for having us. Thank you.